Hey folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep, I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm, of course, your host and resident Dum Dum Thor, joined today, as always, by my friend and co-host. He would walk 500 miles and then he'd walk 500 more just to be the man who podcasted at your door. It's Micah. <laughs> at your door. That's right. We should start a podcast with da da da. And then we'll just walk. Well, I like the concept of like at somebody's door. Like mm-hmm. we would just like walk to them. Like somebody knock, we knock on the door, like a door to door salesman. Yeah. And we're like, hey, would you like to hear a podcast? Sure. <laughs> we would just have mics with us and. Yeah, we could just ask them if they wanted to be part of it. And then if they don't, we'll just continue with the podcast on their front doorstep. <laughs> just, well, we're podcasting. Yeah. Feel free to jump in whenever yeah. you want. Yeah, we'll be like crass. We'll be like, look, move us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> squatting podcast. Oh, what a great idea. The squatting pod. Yeah. This... <laughs> Let's do that it, That'll be our new side project. <laughs> Let's make it a thing. Let's go to New York. but And we'll just... Instead of reviewing stuff, mm-hmm. we'll just interview random people. Oh, what a great idea. Yeah. What, and, then, and then when they try to move us and arrest us, we'll just interview the police <laughs> as well. Sir, can you tell us why you're arresting us? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. that's That sounds like a great idea. Maybe when it gets warmer out. But um, all right. So this week we are jumping into Thor's recommendation, Whiplash, Thor... What was your reasoning for throwing this guy out there? I don't know. I just, it kind of popped in my head. Yeah. Recently, I was like, I'd only seen this movie once, and it was shortly after it came out, and I remembered really enjoying it. Gotcha. I mean, it's J.K. Simmons. Uh, so yeah. And being being just off the wall. He he's a. Um, I feel like we need to to make a category where we just recommend the actor or recommend the like. I don't know. There, there seems to, there, we need to have like a Hall of Fame, I think, something equivalent to that. And J.K. Simmons needs to be the first person in it. Oh, yeah. OK, let's do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> now inducting the first inductee into the Get Wrecked Hall of Fame. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Woo! <sighs> What a guy. What a guy. Everything he's in, he's great. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I recommended it. B- 
because of his performance. Sure. Um, I remember like the movie. Also, I kind of wanted to watch it again. And this gave me a really good excuse too. sure. So <laughs> and so you saw this when it first came out. Yeah. And, so and that was 2014. Yep. Which is farther away than I care to admit. Yeah. It's almost 10 years at this point. It's so scary. Yeah. Oh, it's so scary getting old. Okay. <sighs> yeah. So it starred J.K. Simmons and a guy named Miles Teller. He was um, Mr. Fantastic in that really mediocre Fantastic Four reboot. I've, I forgot it immediately after I left yeah. <laughs> the movie theater. Yeah, and, and he was also in, um, oh man, he was in the movie with the super bad guy, Jonah Hill. And they were gun smugglers or gun runners, like selling, uh, selling guns for the United States military, actually. Oh, really? As like a contract. I think it was called War Dogs. Okay. Yeah. That was a solid movie. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of, he's most notably and most recently, he was the co-star in the new Top Gun Maverick movie. Oh, yeah. I've heard that that's a great movie. I've I've heard very good things. Yeah. I haven't I'm, seen it yet. I've never seen the original Top Gun. So oh. I was like, I don't really have a connection to it. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh. The first movie was really, really good. I mean, it's got Kenny Loggins singing The Danger Zone right at the beginning. You've got um, Tom Cruise being his crazy self, and you've got um, Val Kilmer in, like, Val Kilmer's heyday being Iceman. Really, the majority of what I know about that movie is they play volleyball on the beach. They, they <laughs> that, that's the trope and, like, the... The scene that gets constantly redone in other things. Yeah, and Goose dies. I know they fly planes. Uh-huh. But it's far, to the best of my knowledge, 80% of the movie is them playing volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's been a while since I've seen it, so you're probably right. It probably is. I can't refute that. Um. <laughs> but yeah, Miles Teller. Um, also, he was in a Netflix original last year called Spiderhead. I have not seen this. With Chris Hemsworth. Okay. Ooh, that, if you don't end up watching that, that will definitely. With Chris Hemsworth? Really? Okay. Yeah, it's, I don't want to give anything away. That's, okay. it's a very unique movie. All right. I'm just imagining him with the body of a spider and his head is just the spider head. That's exactly it. I thought it might be. <laughs> I thought it might be. It's not. That's Dang not it. it at all. <laughs> Dang it. No, the name. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. <laughs> to the movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I would say that the movie probably, those are the main two characters for sure. And then um, a actress named Melissa Benwast plays a character named Nicole, who is uh, the character Andrew played by Miles Teller. That's his girlfriend. And then Andrew's father is played by a guy named Paul Reeser. Um, I love Paul Reeser. Yeah, I his face looks familiar. He but, he has a very small role in this. Yeah, but in other things he's done, I I always love him. He shows up a lot as as like a dad or as like a best friend. Sure. So yeah, let's get into this Whiplash. Whiplash. Alrighty. So, uh, first impressions, first thoughts. Um, I honestly really really enjoyed this. This was a a very cool character study. I love character studies. Where it's just intense and it gets into like the motivations of a couple of characters. So this is right up my alley. This is something that my wife would absolutely hate <laughs> because she would just be like, this is dumb. It's about drumming. And she she wouldn't 
like any of that. I don't know. Okay, that that's a bit of a relief for me. Oh yeah. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you recall doing this to me, but you intentionally threw me off your scent on how you felt about this, and oh, I wasn't really? sure if you were serious or not. Yeah, we were discussing it with our friend Dan Barton, who was on the Christmas episode. Oh okay. We we were discussing like yeah, where Whiplash is coming up. Yeah. We're gonna be recording that, and. He goes, oh, I've never seen that. How was it? You go, it sucked. Did I really <laughs> see that? Yes. <laughs> it's when we were sitting in the hotel in Baltimore when we first oh, got that's there. Right. Okay, so the reason that I did that is because you were in the in the I know. Thing, in like in the room with me. And I'm like, we can't talk about it right now. I can't give you my <laughs> thoughts on it. Thor's here. So I had this moment where I was like, oh, God. And you kind of threw it away to like, it sucked. And I was yeah. like, oh, God, he hated it. This is going to be a very awkward episode. Yeah. All of that was was me trying to say, I can't talk about it right now because Thor's in the room. Oh, OK. So you didn't hate it. Cool. Uh, no, I thought it was and really, also really I good. Was watching, and then because I watched it after that interaction and I was like. I was like, what am I getting? What's not good about this? I love every second of this. I, <laughs> That's you know, so funny. I think I think Dan even was like, really? And I don't think that I answered him. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I forgot all about that. I forgot all about that. That's so <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I did deliberately do that. Well, I just figured if I said it sucked and just stopped it at that, that the conversation would stop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it worked, yeah. Yeah, that's that was my whole thing. I didn't want to be like, you know, I've got a lot of thoughts on it, but Thor's in the room, and then because then I feel like somebody would have been like, oh, you know, yeah. try to try to squeeze a couple of, uh, not that Dan would do that, but I just we were in a room like filled with not just Dan, myself, and Thor, but other people as well, like other friends of ours. So I didn't want it to become a room conversation. Yeah, exactly. And so I just figured I'd squash it so that the conversation would move on to something All right, else. Cool. So if we're ever in that situation again, where somebody asks about something we haven't got to talk about yet, I'm just going to say it sucked. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Regardless if I saw it or not. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. Yeah. And, and that'll just, that'll just shut the conversation down. No, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was really, really good. Um, this was probably my favorite role for this guy, Miles Teller. And I don't know, it, it really showed me his acting chops. In this one, I knew I was going to like J.K. Simmons because I love J.K. Simmons and everything yeah. that he did. This guy, Miles Teller, I'm a little bit on the fence about um, prior to seeing this movie. But now uh, this guy might have he might have sold me. I'm pretty this. sure this may have been his breakout role. It was really I, good. I can't say for sure because I'm not super knowledgeable on his career. Yeah. But this was the first thing I saw him in. OK. This was my introduction to him. Hmm. And then after that is when I saw him start getting bigger roles. Looks like he was in the Footloose remake, which might be one reason I didn't think too highly of anything he's been in. And he was also in Fantastic Four. He was in the Divergent series. So a lot of things that don't really appeal to me. Yeah, Divergent like, stinks. My yeah. wife loves it. Does she really? Yeah. I remember uh, they went to like a midnight release back in the day. Ashley and Kendra both did. They were like as a group. That that's right. That's yeah. yeah. He's yeah. They fight with their forearms in this weird like made up martial. Art. I don't want to talk about. I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about <laughs> divergence. Yeah, not at all. Um, so Whiplash. What's this whole movie about? All right, because we haven't really gone into the 
gist of the movie. We yeah. just have decided that we like it. Yeah. So the premise of this is, like you said, it's a character study. So it really follows two characters. The first being Miles Teller's character, Andrew Neiman, I believe. And he is, he's a freshman at a prestigious music school. He's a drummer. And his goal is to be in this specific jazz band, because there's multiple bands and professors at this school. But there is one professor. I don't even know if he teaches or if he just runs the student band. Yeah. But it's like his jazz ensemble. And the guy is notoriously really hard-headed and a real a real ball breaker and, and a real tough like coach for the team i guess i don't know, i guess it's not a team for the band same, same yeah he's the conductor of the band but he requires perfection and he requires it very sternly there's no um there's no work around with him either either you're not on his time or you're on his time. Yeah. <laughs> he lets you know very, very quickly. Yeah. And he, this jazz band for this school is the number one in the country. They go to these competitions and they always win. Yeah. They always win. This is literally in this band is the most prestigious spot a college student, a college music student could find themselves in. And I mean, that's basically the premise of the story is he eventually or pretty early on in the movie, he gets into the program. Yeah, and he's a first year in the, in the story. So he's like probably 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Uh, story-wise. And then the rest, the rest of the movie is really just about an abusive relationship between one person and another. Yeah, so it, it basically, it, it's playing these two, these two roles uh, inside Andrew's head, Miles Teller's character. And he wants to be great. And he he is driven to be great at his trade. In this case, it's, it's dr- drumming. And he really, really looks up to Fletcher, J.K. Simmons' character, because he requires greatness from his band. And so at first, it's I don't at first, it doesn't come across as abusive. At first, it comes across as this guy requires a lot out of his students. Yeah. And and he probably blows a gasket when things don't go his way. But just from from my point of view, I was initially like, well, yeah, this is a tough environment to be in, but this is the environment that makes great whatever, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever you're yeah, trying to like do. Yeah, he's like a drill sergeant. Yeah. Which is a tried and tested method. Yeah. Yeah. You break them down and build them back up with exactly what they require. And it starts out and he, you know, it, it kind of gives him this confidence once he gets in the band because he goes to the movies every day, every like week with his dad. And he sees this girl, and after he gets in the band, he, he kind of gives him the confidence to ask the girl out. She's at the cash register at the movie theater. Yeah. But you can tell that he's driven real quickly because when they go on their first date, he's asking her what she wants to do with her life and, you know, what her goals are. And she's just like, well, I don't know. You know? Yeah, you- I haven't decided on a major yet. And you can tell he's like, what a what scum basically <laughs> yeah. he doesn't say it but you see it on his face and the way he asks questions he's like you don't have any idea what you want to do you're just gonna yeah yeah he's like what do you want to do i want to be the best drummer in the world what are you talking about yeah you yeah. don't you can't relate to that and she's like not really <laughs> <laughs> yeah because she she does she fights back a little bit because he he just keeps asking her questions like you don't know what you want to do like you don't have any goals and she's like, well, what do you want to do? He goes, I want to be the best drummer in the world. That's why I go to this school, because it's the best college in the in the world. And his 
his family is kind of that way, not that way too, but they definitely don't respect his decisions yeah. to the degree that they respect. Like, I guess, I think it was a cousin of his who's like a football player yeah. in his college. Yeah, I really like that scene because actually we should kind of talk a little bit about, so he gets into the band. Yeah. He doesn't think he's going to. He doesn't think he's good enough. He gets into the band because at first he starts off as just a, He's like, like an alternate. alternate. Yeah. And so his job is to sit behind the guy who actually plays the drums for the band and turn his pages for yeah. him. <laughs> He's the page bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he ends up getting that first chair and the other guy becomes the page bitch. Yeah. And that's when he really. Yeah. And he confidence gets confidence kicks in. Yeah. And he gets it by kind of dumb luck a little bit initially because they're practicing for this show and that every musician has their folder with their music sheets in it. And, uh, Fletcher's like, don't fucking lose your sheets. Like it's your responsibility. And at this point it is well established. Like you already realize, Oh, this guy's a psycho. You don't piss him (laughs) off. Like, cause he's going to call you the F word and the R word and not, not fuck the other F word, the bad one. Yeah. He's going to call you the F word and the R word. And, it just absolutely obliterates you. Yeah, mentally. If you make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you really see how serious he is when he when Andrew goes to practice for the very first time and they start playing and Fletcher hears that one of was it a tuba player or it was some somebody in the horns section was out of tune. Yeah, like that didn't tune there, and so they played it and then he's like, stop. I'm pretty sure somebody's out of tune. Is anybody out of tune? Nobody raises their hand. He goes, okay, my mistake. And continues to play. And they, they play for like three seconds. And then he goes, stop. And everybody stops. And you can tell that everybody, like everybody fears him because as soon as he walks in the room, everybody shuts up, sits down and just waits for his instruction. Yeah. And when he's like, nope, somebody's definitely not in tune. And then he, he kind of, narrows it down and finds the guy. Yep, he goes through every, basically every player, you know, has him play like a few seconds music and he's like, you're good, you're good. And then he finds, and it what? and it before he gets to this point, he's like, just tell me now. Yeah. Like you say, he's like, just tell me now. <laughs> yeah. It's not, just fess up to it. Yeah. So he narrows it down, he figures out who it is because he keeps having him play a few seconds and then he's like, I know who it is. And then, so he goes to the kid, he's like, Michaels or whatever your name is, you're out of tune and just starts unloading on him. Yeah. You're fat. You're worthless. You spineless little piece of shit. You prick. And once again, F's and queers and all kinds and just going off on this kid. Yeah. And he kicks him out. He just kicks him out. He's like, you're done. Get out. And then once the kid leaves, he looks at everybody. He goes, actually, to this other person, you were the one out of tune, but he didn't know that he was in tune, and that's just as bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the dude's intense. He's insane. Yeah, that same practice. So basically, Miles Teller, uh, Andrew's character, gets the he gets that first very chair. that very first practice though. Oh yeah, they're like, oh, the new get the new kid is here. Before, you know, he's like, there's a new guy here. And then they take a 10 minute break and he talks to him. He's like, oh, Andrew, so nice to meet you. How are you doing? Uh, are, are you 
parents musician he's like no my dad's like a high school teacher my mom she's gone she left i i don't know where she is and he's like oh he's like well welcome and so he has this thing like oh he's hard but he's fair yeah so then they come back from the break and he's like we're gonna let andrew try we're gonna let the new guy try he starts playing he's like stop you're just a little bit out of time andrew you're just a little bit off time this is my time he starts slapping one two three four and he's like, okay, start again. And they play for a couple seconds. He's like, stop. That, you're not quite getting it. Start again. One, two, three, four. They start playing. Stop. You're not quite getting it. Yeah. And then one more time. Start. Bet, bet, bet. And he stops and he throws a chair across the room. Yeah, throws it right at him. And just goes off on him. He's like. <laughs> yeah. And he uses all that stuff that Andrew just told him against him. Yeah. He's like, oh, what? Are you going to cry? Your daddy's a fucking loser and your mommy left you. You're going to be a loser just like your dad, you little piece of shit. And he starts like a tear rolls down his face. He's like, are you upset? He's like, yeah, I'm upset. Are you upset? And it just goes off on him. And I wrote down a specific line. He's like, let me tell you, if you're intentionally trying to sabotage my band with your shitty playing i'm gonna fuck you like a pig (laughs) (laughs) and he's saying this to the dude's first practice his first practice yeah and also i don't think he was playing out of time yeah i mean my ability to recognize that i think they were beyond my capabilities to to really oh, yeah. match that time. It's hard to say because it's jazz drumming. Yeah. And it's high level proficient jazz drumming. Yeah. I mean, all the music is played by actual, probably some of the best jazz musicians in the world. Probably. It's very complicated stuff. So I also couldn't say for sure, was it out of time or not? Yeah. But my thought was that he was a fraction, like a fraction of a second off mm-hmm. because he was saying that he was going... Uh, like too slow, and then he and then he went. Nope, stop! You're now you're a little. It's not my tempo. It's, uh, you're a little fast, and he kept going back or forth because then he started asking him if he was a drummer or what. What was he asking? If he was a dragger or if, are you dragging or leading? Yeah, are, some, are something you going like that. too fast or are you going too slow? Yeah, and so he basically mentally breaks him down, and he starts getting into that. That questioning. And I think that he honestly was using that to see how good he was at recognizing tempo and seeing how good he was at recognizing, like, what is needed. Um, Because I think that if he couldn't tell, he would have kicked him out of the band right there. Yeah. But he he basically just yells at him until um, until Andrew, like, says that he was I think he was too slow. Um, Which was the wrong answer. (laughs) Because I don't think he was out of time at all. Yeah. I, that's truly, I mean, I think that, like you said, it was a test. Yeah. Whether it was, can he tell if he's just a hair off? Because that, to him, that matters greatly. Yeah. Even if it's a fraction that no normal person would notice, to him, that matters. It's the most important thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it definitely plays an impact, too, because after that moment, all this guy did was drum. Like, he was in his apartment. He mo- he rearranged his furniture so that he could just drum. And like he's reaching the point where his hands are bleeding because 
he's just going so intense. Yeah, he's just re-taping, re-bandaging this blister that's formed between his thumb and index finger. Yeah. He's bleeding on his drum set. He's just every second of the day. Yeah. He is drumming and thinking about drumming. Yeah. Just waiting for the opportunity. Because at this point, after that first practice, he's just flipping pages for like a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and back to back to even getting to first chair, I don't I don't know if first chair is the right term, but the actual drummer, yeah, like gives him the uh, the booklet with the sheet notes, and he goes, "Hey, watch this." I think he's like goes to take a piss or something like that, and he sets it down to get a drink, turns like eighty degrees to put coins into a vending machine, and then turns back and the and the folder's gone, and they go to play. Was it at the actual concert that they went to play? So it's an actual concert. And the main drummer, um, because once again, at this point, Andrew is the backup drummer. Yeah. So the main drummer is, you know, responsible for keeping those papers. Yeah. And he hands them off to Andrew and says, here, don't lose these. That's such a cool scene. Because then Andrew sets them down, turns his back for a second. The guy says, then the the other drummer comes up. He's like, hey, you got my papers? Yeah. He's like, yeah, they're right there on the chair. And he's like, what? On the chair? He's like, they're not here. They're not, what the, what the fuck did you do with them? What did you, and he starts, (laughs) because Fletcher is so intense and is so like emotionally abusive of all his players. Mm -hmm. Now this guy has also taken on that same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? When Andrew messes up now, he like, it turns them against each other. Sure. Because he's like, you messed up and now. Dude is in a full-on panic meltdown blow up. Yeah. Question for you. Do you think he actually lost them? Yeah, I th- think so. Oh, are you are you wondering if if he lost them on purpose? Yeah. Um I don't think that he that would have been real devious because because shortly what happens immediately after that is they're ready to play, and the drummer, the kid goes, I, I can't play. And I don't have my sheets. I don't have my sheets. And he didn't memorize the song. And so then Andrew comes out. He's like, I can play. I memorized the song. So he he definitely undercuts him there. I don't know if I think that he intentionally sabotaged him to undercut him ahead. Yeah. Do you think that is that scene is intentionally done to make you think that it is a possibility? Because that's where my mind went. It was like, oh, he just happens to have it fully memorized. And he just happened to lose the papers. (laughs) My mind didn't go there. I think that because because they showed him practicing so fervently prior in in all the scenes um, prior to that moment, it just made sense to me that this guy was so driven because he's just practicing day and night that he would memorize the thing. That's where my brain went. Yeah. Um, but I would say he definitely undercut him because he saw an opportunity and he he just bit like a shark. He just went after it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely motivated and he's definitely willing to just be like, you snooze, you lose, dude. Like, you don't know it. I know it. Give me the chance. Yeah. And Simmons is like, he's basically like, you memorized it all. He's like, yeah. He's like, fine. Get up there. You better not fuck it yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you make one mistake. There, there's also a really cool part right before that. <laughs> Where they're waiting around for this concert to start. And you see Fletcher out in the hallway talking to like a presumably a friend or something. And his friend has a little girl who's maybe like eight or nine years old. And he's being so sweet. Yeah. So nice to her. Yeah. 
Um, and he's like, oh, you're going to come play for me someday and just keep up the good work. Yeah, it's a little girl, a little girl. And he's being so sweet and nice to her. And then he walks in the room and he's like, all right, F words, let's <laughs> get together. No fucking up today. We're getting first or you're all going to die. Essentially, I <laughs> yeah, mean, basically, it's, it's hard to paraphrase. Yeah. All the things he said, because, I mean, he would just go off, go ballistic all the time. It was so fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the through that whole movie, it really did, for me, did a good job of making me think, well, no, he's just, like, really tough on his band because he requires perfection. And then there are other scenes where I'm like, nah, this guy is mentally unstable. Like, this guy is actually a jerk. Yeah. And, and they kept doing things that went back and forth with that. And it, I think that they, for me, towed the line really, really well because... I didn't know how to feel about Fletcher through the entire movie. If they'd have just shown him being a dick all the way through the movie, I wouldn't have liked him. And I don't think that he had been a very likable character. Um, but I think that you needed to be on the fence with Fletcher because I think that Miles Teller's character, Andrew, was on the fence about Fletcher. Like he he really valued that Fletcher valued greatness yeah, and looked up to him for that reason. But could he handle the intensity that Fletcher needed? Well, yeah, and he create. It's so interesting because it explores this dynamic of a mentor and the student, and the Andrew character. He the whole time, all he wants is Fletcher's approval, and he hates him, and he hates his methods, and he knows that this guy is driving him insane, but. He wants to be great. He's like, this is the only way I can be great. I want him to be happy with me. Yeah. I want to please him. Yeah. And and that comes at the detriment of the rest of his life. So yeah. like he he's hanging out with his dad, but he doesn't really see his dad as like his dad's not a great, quote unquote, great person. He's a good guy. Um, he's lived a happy life, but it's not a memorable life. And he's seeing that and he's like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want that. I want to be great. And eventually that conflict between him and his girlfriend ends up breaking them up. And the way that he yeah. breaks up with her is savage. Yeah. She's like, they go down to, they go to like have lunch and he just sits down. And he's like, I think we should break up. And she doesn't even say it. She's just like, what? And he's like, here's why. And then he goes on like a five minute explanation of like, like, here's the thing is I'm always going to put drumming first and then you're going to start to resent me, but I won't be able to, you know, you're going to ask me not to. And I'm going to say no, because I won't give this up and then you'll hate me for it. And then I'll hate you for hating me for it. And so it'd be better if we just break it off clean now. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's looking like years into the future. And she is the character is just a completely sweet, nice girl. Sure. Yeah. Like, who's really just like, oh, you're really nice. And she seems like she'd be a great partner. Yeah, absolutely. For most people. Yep. But for him, he's like, nah, I ain't going to work out. Yep. You're just not motivated I'm enough. I'm married to the drums lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's even like, so you think that I would prevent you from being great? He said, yes. <laughs> yeah. That part is like you said. Just savage. Yeah. <laughs> and he just says it just flatly and just stares her down when he does it. Like he to his credit, dude, he he knows what he wants and he's going for it. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that mindset 
Do you think that you could be that way about anything? Honestly, I'd like to think I could, but uh, I mean, if I'm being realistic, no. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a different kind of drive in people. Yeah. Some people have that, and I honestly, I wish I did. Because that's a Michael Jordan mentality. That's a Tiger Woods mentality. Yeah. Like, did you watch The Last Dance? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, Michael Jordan was nuts. Yeah, yeah he was a psycho. Mm-hmm. Where he was like, I'll just make up that somebody said something bad about me so that I'm <laughs> mad at them so that I can just dunk on them the whole game when we play tomorrow. Yeah. He would just create mind games with himself to push himself. That's not a, a balanced individual. But it is a great individual. Yeah, I, I question. I've I've had that kind of inner discussion with me, and I think I would like to be that motivated. But I honestly don't think that I would like to have the callousness of those individuals. Yeah, like, to completely shut yourself off from those who love you, those who you have relationships with, and I guess that's really the whole crux of this movie, right? Like, is is the sacrifice worth? the end goal exactly yeah and that's honestly something that i really loved about this movie yeah it really makes you question that because a lot of times if you see something like a michael jordan or a tiger woods or a lebron james a lot of times what you see is you just see the success you just see the adulation yeah you just see the fame and the fortune or the making history but what you don't see is the cost that that comes with the personal and human cost that that comes with of being so motivated and driven towards something. Yeah. You can't have the happy, warm relationships that you get to enjoy. So oftentimes we see things that are like, I want that. I wish I could be the best in the world. The people who are the best in the world. Yeah, they give up they, a lot. They probably, exactly. They probably want what you have too. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is, it's. I think this movie really does make you question that. And that is a very fun part of it. Absolutely. So he gets first chair and it kind of bounces back and forth where things are going well for a while. Um, Yeah, that's where you see him get confident. He breaks up with his girlfriend because he's like, I'm first chair now. So I'm going to be drumming, lady. Take a hike. (laughs) Take a hike. And then that's when you get the scene with his family at dinner. Because at this point, he is pompous. Yeah. This is pretty much right after he stole the chair from that guy. Mm-hmm. Because what happened is after that concert, he plays perfectly. They win. And then the next day at practice, that guy is sitting at the chair. And Andrew is sitting there ready to flip pages. And J.K. Simmons' character walks in. And he just like... Yeah, we don't, we don't have time for alternates today. That's how he told him that he had taken his spot. Yeah. And it was just like this cold and callous look from the guy who got kicked off it. And then it flips to uh, Miles Teller's face, and he just has this little smirk, this little smile. Yeah. And that's when he's he's beaten on his chest. He's he's confident now. So he goes to this dinner with his family, and they're like, oh, Tyler, he's, he's playing a quarterback this year. Yeah. And they're making such a big deal. Are you still doing your little music thing? How's that going? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he kind of gets irritated at one point and, it, and they're talking and he just says out of nowhere, he's like, it's division three. <laughs> right. uh, and they're like, what? And like, it's, he's like, it's not a big deal. It's whatever school. It's not even division three. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> cause again, he's going to like the best music school in the country mm-hmm. and he's in the 
most prestigious program in that school. Yeah, but his his family's not. They're definitely not recognizing the significance of what he's doing, and they're just like, "Oh man, well this guy's playing playing football." I think it's also a unique. This movie is also a unique look at not only people who want to achieve greatness, but in something that is unique and a little bit niche because jazz drums like being a jazz drummer it makes sense that the family would be like how are you going to make a living at that what are you sure what are you going to do like what kind of life is that yeah so it makes sense from their perspective why they don't really get it yeah and so for him it's that frustration of like do you not understand how important and incredible the things i'm doing are and they're like jazz jazz music man it's, it's a dying art form yeah I think that's part of the pressure put that he puts on himself as well. Yeah. Is that like, not only do I want to be great, but I want people to understand how he wants to be recognized as great. Yeah. And, and, and that, that intensity just, it only keeps good. This movie just gets more and more and more intense because now that he's first chair, he's being called for more. He's being called for perfection. And they end up going to this big concert competition who before that the drumathon oh between so, the uh, yeah so he kind of has to earn his place again yeah so what happens is yeah, once again he starts getting confident he starts beating on his chest he's like i'm the fucking best and fletcher sees it mm-hmm. and fletcher don't like that he needs to put him in his place and let him know that you're still to me you're just a piss ant so what's he do? His old rival from the band he was playing in before, that drummer, he lets him come in and play for a little bit. Yeah. And <laughs> basically the way he lets him audition is he's like, we're going to let, uh, hold on, I think I wrote his name down. Yeah, he was a redhead. Yeah, we'll just call him the redhead. Yeah. So the redhead comes in, he's like, we're going to let him audition and give it a shot. He's like, here you go, Andrew, here's the music. And then that kid, he got the music like, 12 hours before so he's had like 12 hours to practice this song yeah whereas andrew has had zero chance to practice at all yeah and so he intentionally sets it up so that he will give the other chair to andrew's old rival Mm -hmm. this kid who can't play drums as good as him essentially yeah and he even gets pissed he he goes he goes to fletcher he's like that's bullshit i can play those and <laughs> and he basically shuts him down. He's like, he's like, it's my band. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I think that he even told tells him he's like, it's just luck that you got first, uh, first chair. If he if that kid wouldn't have lost his notes, then you still wouldn't be first chair. Yeah. And I definitely think that at that moment, uh, Fletcher definitely was manipulating the situation. Mm-hmm. He definitely brought that kid in because he knew it would piss Andrew off. And he knew, I think honestly, that he did it because he knew it would piss him off and he knew that that would motivate him and drive him more. That would push him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because he, you know, he keeps telling the story about, oh gosh, who was it? Charlie Parker, maybe? Uh, essentially a jazz musician who was a saxophone player mm-hmm. and on his first day in a recording studio... Charlie Parker was the one, he was the drummer, threw a cymbal at this guy's head. Yeah. Because he played a note wrong. Mm-hmm. And that that was kind of like, 
that story was kind of the theme of the whole movie. Sure, because like you need somebody to throw a symbol at your head and try to kill you <laughs> in order to make you better. That was his whole philosophy and motto. Yeah, and so they they have like a three way drum off. Fletcher tells the rest of the band. He goes, "I'm sorry, guys. You you know, get a coffee, take a piss." He goes, "We're gonna be a while." Yep, they're they're practicing and like they just, according to him. The drums are off time. So he just, there's three drummers, the redhead, the original first chair, and then Andrew. And then yep. he just keeps having them switch, trying to play this really fast rhythm, yeah. essentially. And they just keep going back and back and back. And it's like four hours pass of them just drumming as hard as they can. Yeah. And every time they drum for a few seconds, and he's like, nope, next, let's try Neiman again. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And just has them keep going. And then finally you get the moment where Andrew is just like, he breaks, yep. his brain breaks, and he just starts drumming so fast. Yeah. So incredibly fast. And he's his hands are bleeding, and you can see the exhaustion in his face, but he's getting the time. And Fletcher's like, that's it keep playing don't you fucking stop playing don't you do it (laughs) it's and he just drums as fast as anybody has ever drummed it was crazy quick too it was it was insane and i i think i really enjoyed the switch that went off with fletcher because he's he's just like you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong he's just yelling and yelling and yelling and as soon as as soon as he catches the correct speed the correct tempo He's just like that. That's it. And his his mindset switches immediately. It's like push, 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 push until they get there. And then as soon as it as soon as they get there, he just grabs it. Yeah. And and he's like, that is what you need to do. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. And it's it's just as intense as him screaming at them before. But it's kind of a different type of intense. Yeah. And you can tell that that once he he reaches that point, Andrew's just like, I've got it. And again, he's being driven by Fletcher to continue with the speed that he's at. Yeah. And once again, this whole scenario, all orchestrated by him. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, he is dialed in on Andrew. He's like, I think this could be Mm -hmm. the great one. And so I I truly believe everything is all designed because they make you think that like, Andrew is thinking that it's all about him when it's really not. But he keeps orchestrating these scenarios to push him further and further and mentally just destroy him to like mold him into. Yeah. Into this, into this musician. Incredible drummer. Yeah. 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 And so they, they play it literally for like four hours. And then after it ends and he's like, okay, Andrew gets first chair. He tells one of the alternates to clean up the blood off the drums. <laughs> yeah. And then he tells the rest of the band to get ready because practice is about to start. Yep. After they just drum for four <laughs> hours, soaking Jeez. in sweat. Yeah. It's just intense. I- but he's back in Fletcher's good graces. Yep. That's all he's ever wanted. So what happens? It, it really all culminates with this big concert. Is there anything else well, before that? Well, after that... that um, and also, spoiler or uh, another note: at the beginning of that practice, he cried because one of his former students. Oh yeah, one of his former right. students had died, mm-hmm. and that's how that practice started. He f- just found out one of his former students had died. Yeah, and so he played him a recording of the 
kid playing. Yeah. So next thing that happens is there's another concert. Andrew's running late. He rents a car, forgets his drumsticks. He goes and he gets to the concert still in time before they start. And he's like, I don't have my drumsticks. Can I use somebody's? And Fletcher's like, no, fuck that redhead. He's playing. You forgot your drumsticks. You fuck up. Yeah. And he's like, no, that's bullshit. It's my part. This is the first part where first time he actually challenges Fletcher. Yeah. And Fletcher's like, bullshit. It's my band. You're not playing. So he runs back. He gets back in the rental car, runs back to the rental car place, grabs his drumsticks. And as he's driving, boom, car accident. Yeah. And he jumps out of the car. (laughs) <laughs> bloody sure and the, concussed yeah, the car rolls too. yeah like he gets t-boned by a semi truck i think yeah it's not like a fender bender yeah it, the car is upside down and he crawls out of it yeah bloody certainly concussed grabs the drumsticks runs back to the place back, and yeah. as he gets there the band is setting up on the stage at that moment to play yeah and he kicks he's covered in blood in this suit with his tie undone He's a mess. His hands, are, his hand is like broken. Yeah, he looks beat to shit. And he kicks the other kid off the drums. Yeah, and you know what? Fletcher sees him too, and he just goes. He just kind of like nods his head. He like he sees him. He sees him kick the guy off. Yeah, and he goes. Doesn't okay. say anything. Yeah, he yeah. lets him get on the drum, and then they start playing, and he just keeps dropping the drumstick. <laughs> yeah, but he's keeping time and doing everything with one drumstick. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he picks it up. Doesn't he faint? He drops it a second time. No, he doesn't faint. But like the music basically just stops. Oh, OK. And Fletcher walks up to him. And he's like, you're done. <laughs> and he gets up and tackles him on the stage. That's right. That's right. In front of all these people. <laughs> Just spears him after the dude's been in a car accident. <laughs> because of that, that, I mean, that is his breaking point. Yeah. Where he's like, once again, all he wants to do is please Fletcher. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll get into a car accident. I'll get out and still run to play drums for you. I don't care. Yeah. And he's like, look at everything I've done for you. And all you have done is intentionally try to screw me over. I mean, you were going to let Redhead play instead of me because I forgot my drumsticks. Yeah, he definitely feels slighted at, at this point, like for sure. And not just not just a little bit, like for sure. He's 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 pissed off because in his mind, that's his chair. That's his seat. He has earned it mm-hmm. unquestionably. Um, and I think that there's a bit of it that that's like, I've done all this shit to prove myself to you, but you still aren't recognizing me and you're not giving me what I deserve, even though I'm doing all this shit for you. And yeah, he just, he snaps. That's right. I totally forgot that he just spears him on the stage. Yeah. Spears him on the stage. The the whole crowd sees it. Yeah. They obviously don't win that competition. (laughs) Not so much. Then it flashes to Andrew and his dad at a lawyer's office. You find out that kid that Fletcher had cried about. Mm hmm. Uh, dude committed suicide and the family believed it was because of Fletcher. Yeah. So his dad and this lawyer talk him into essentially, you know, signing these papers, uh, complaining to the school about it. And he reluct he doesn't want to do it, but he reluctantly does it. Mm-hmm. And then it flashes, you know, a couple, you know, and now it's summertime. He's living on his own in an apartment 
uh he's working at like a as like a cook or something like that yeah hasn't drummed in a bit yeah got kicked out of school obviously yep and he's walking by and he sees a sign it's like this jazz club there's a band playing featuring featuring special guest fletcher so he goes and sees him play and he's a piano player yeah which is pretty interesting so after he plays him and Fletcher sit down in this jazz club and this is my favorite scene in the movie uh, yeah because they they sit down and now there it's not a teacher student relationship like both because Fletcher's been disgraced at this point too and he you find out that he's been kicked out out of the school he doesn't have his job anymore and Andrew doesn't have his place in the band anymore both of them are very very talented and driven people and yep. they've lost that thing that yeah, uh, that kind of was their their purpose. Yeah, really. And they, they sit down and have a drink together. And this is the part where you really t- there are two neat things about the scene. One is you get to hear Fletcher in his own words explain that like my methods are a little bit tough, <laughs> a <laughs> little bit. <laughs> like he kind of li- downplayed. Yeah, but he's like, I wanted to make somebody great. If I made one, that's all I cared about. And he's like, honestly. I don't think I ever had one. The whole time, as soon as he saw Neiman, he's like, he's working him. He's, from the very beginning of the movie, he's working him the entire time. Yeah. So they sit down, they have this conversation. And he's like, yeah, things are kind of going good for me. It's like, I got this, you know, we put a band together. We're going to be playing this jazz festival. And Andrew's like, oh, that's cool. And and they're kind of laughing. You know, they, he even jokes at one part about like, how mean he was and they both kind of have a chuckle he's like i guess mm-hmm. i was uh i'm i'm not the easiest person to to play music for or something they both kind of chuckle um but th- this whole time and he once again he's explaining how all he wants is for to make somebody great his methods are extreme uh but he always just wanted to make somebody great once yeah. again this whole time he's working andrew like trying to get him to come back around to like like, see, I really did just want to make you great, mm-hmm. and and we're cool, you know. I'm 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 a nice guy. I ne- I was never psychologically fucking you up. I was just trying to make you better. Yeah. Well, and and I think I think to a degree he believes that. I, I, I yes. mean I mean yeah, like, yeah, like Fletcher. Like to a degree, Fletcher is 100 telling the truth. You do find out that Fletcher's absolutely playing him in this moment yeah too well yeah because they walk out and as they're walking out they're like see ya see you later and he's like yeah have, you know good luck at the jazz festival and they start to walk away and then fletcher goes oh he's like hey neiman you know we have a drummer for this band for the jazz festival <laughs> yeah. and he's just not really pulling his weight not like you could yeah he's like you want to play and fletcher's like well i have to think about it and it's like Come on. Of dude. course he's going to. And then to. the next yeah. scene is him calling the girl back to be like, hey, there's going to be a jazz festival on a play if you want to come see it. And this, this I think, is the coolest part because you see the repercussions of, of all of his actions. Like, it, it really comes to a head here. Because he, he does. He calls the girlfriend, and it's clear that they haven't talked for a while. Mm-hmm. So he asks her, and she's like, oh, well, you know, I'll have to see if my boyfriend's available. Yeah, and, and like he, he's like, oh, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't <laughs> right? know if he likes jazz, but you guys should come. Yeah, yeah, because she's moved on. I mean, it's been months since since they had a breakup, and maybe even longer because it was months yeah. after, um, it was months after the accident at that point. And so you just you see it, and he lost his opportunity there. Yeah, like he lost it. And I think it's it's 
great storytelling that he lost it. I love that. Uh-huh. I love I yeah. love that she didn't be like she wasn't like, oh, yeah, sure, I could come. And then and then the movie ends with them smiling at each other at the show. It kind of I'm glad yeah. that that doesn't happen. Yeah, no, it's because she is a sweet, beautiful girl. And, you know, he totally fucked her over. He was a yeah. complete ass to her. Yep. He just blew um, her off. So he in that moment, he really gets his comeuppance for the way he left things. Yeah. And like even the the fact that once again, once things start going good for him again, he's like, oh, well, maybe he's mm-hmm. like, now I'll call her. You know what I mean? After he's lost everything, but now he has a chance for like a shiny like, well, maybe now we can be together, which is even that in itself is such a shitty thing. Like <laughs> right. after I- the way I left it, we haven't talked in six months or however long it's been. Now yeah. I'm going to call her and see if she wants to get back together. Well, and I think that it, it brings him back to I'll say normalcy for lack of a better term. I'll, I'll use normal as the antithesis of great in this scenario. Yeah. So like, cause he hasn't drummed for a bit and he's hanging out with his dad more like his dad's coming over and they're watching movies and he's living a quote unquote normal life. And it's showing him that that life isn't that bad. Yeah. You know, like, like there's some good things in there. And, and I think that because of that, I think that that opened up his mind to be like, well, maybe I should give Nicole a call. Yeah. You know, and see what she's up to, see if she's available type of thing. Yeah. And I think that that was important for him. And I think rebonding with his dad afterwards was important to him because, as you said, in the movie, he's trying to get Fletcher's approval. And his he's got his dad's approval already, but I don't think that he's maybe... He might be recognizing it, but he's not appreciating it. He takes it. it for granted, for sure. He yeah. takes all his relationships for granted. Yeah. All to please this one man mm-hmm. because of this thing that he has convinced himself that he wants. Yeah. He's willing to put himself through hell to be yeah. great. So so when he when he decides to uh to join the concert, Fletcher gives he's like, Hey, it's it's all the music that we were doing. Uh, and we're going to start out with the song Whiplash, which is where the movie comes from mm-hmm. or the name of the movie comes from. And like, yeah, because that was this very complicated piece of music. It was real That's quick. the thing. Every t- every time during all those practices, when he would start blowing up on him, it was always playing Whiplash. Yeah. And I don't know if the context was that's a song that exists or it was a song that Fletcher wrote for the band. I don't know for sure. But in any case, yeah, that is kind of like the the whole crux of the movie is this piece of music, the mm-hmm. whiplash. Yeah. It's a very, very tough song to, to play. It's great because he then goes to the show, uh, sits down and right before they go out on stage, Fletcher's telling the band, he's like, look, there are really important people out there. This is a really important night for you. Cause if you do great, there are people out there that can give you an opening in the industry. And if you do bad, they'll never forget. Yeah. Yep. They will never forget. So it's it's basically you do great. It's going to be a good night for you. If you mess up, your career's over right here. That's essentially what he what he tells them. Yeah. And so they get out on stage and Fletcher addresses the audience and he's like, we're going to start with this song. And he, and he, I forget what song he names. Yeah, but, but it's not Whiplash. It's not Whiplash at all. And guess what? Everybody opens their music to it. Except Andrew, he doesn't have the sheet music for it. Yeah. And Flet- as soon as he s- says it, Fletcher walks over to him and he just goes, I know it was you. Yeah. 
you think you I'm stupid? Think I'm stupid? And, and he's just like, what? What? What do you mean? And he's like, it's like you thought you could fuck me, and he just walks away. It's like he real like, duh, idiot. Of course, yeah. he knew that it was you who ratted to him to the school. Yep. Yeah, and and he just set him up to fail, and the severity of it. If he, if what he's saying is true, right, and that the people in the audience can make or break his career. Like, he's like, that guy wants to, f- like, ruin my career? He wants it's fine. To, he's like, he, I want to make sure you never play. That's how it's, yeah. he's, like, sitting there thinking in his head, I'm never going to get to drum now. Yep. And so the song starts, and he is just... He doesn't know the song? He is just fucking up the song yeah the whole time the and bass like, players even standing next to him like what are you doing dude what are you doing man get it together come on yeah so does he leave mid-song yeah, well yeah they're playing they're playing and like eventually at one point he's just not playing because he just yeah you know he's trying he's doing his best trying to stay with the rhythm but it's jazz there's tons of time changes and mm-hmm. and key changes and it, it comes up and it comes down so yeah eventually I think the song ends. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the song ends or if just during the song. Yeah. yeah. He gets up. He storms away. And walks off the stage. Yeah. I think that the most powerful scene of that entire movie is him storming off the stage. Because he goes off, goes backstage, and his father's waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And literally his father has his arms open to be like, it's okay. Son. Yeah, be- because even his dad, like before the concert was kind of like you sure it's cool and he's like yeah because his dad the whole time has like he's the only one who's really seen this relationship between fletcher and his son and he is kind of from the beginning you know he's not an overbearing dad he hasn't said you need to say tell this guy to screw off yeah he's just been supportive he's been like are you He's like, you really like him, huh? Are you sure? And just tries to be supportive of them. Yeah. The dad um, very much has a loving personality. Like, you can tell that he he's not a stern father figure. He's he's very accepting, very kind yeah. of soft-spoken, go-with-the-flow, uh, supporting dad. Yeah. And this whole time, he's seen what it has done to his son. Mm-hmm. And it's ripped him apart, I'm sure. And you do see that in that scene. His yeah. dad is just there immediately because he gets it. Yep. His dad gets it to me. He knows how his son can play. Yeah. He knows that what just happened was intentional. It's this guy still screwing with his son. Yeah. But I think that Andrew goes, and I, I really feel like there's a lot of symbolism in that scene. He sees his dad, arms open, and then he looks back at the stage, and then he looks back at his dad, and he just goes back on stage. Yep. Just walks back. Yeah. With his dad. He, and he doesn't say anything to him at all. He just looks at him and he just turns around and walks back on stage. <laughs> yeah. So so I think that he's seeing, he's like, no, this is my chance to be great. Like, he, like he's still got that mindset, I think. And he's seeing his dad and he's like, I don't want that. Like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like that was the director or the writer's way of saying that, He's not ready to accept that life yet. He's choosing greatness. And also, this was that, like, as like you had said, all the people there, they can make you or break you. Mm -hmm. So he has this moment of clarity. No, I'm not going to let them think I'm bad. Yeah. So, yeah, he is. He's choosing. He's like he is choosing that greatness. And he's saying at whatever cost. Mm -hmm. And he just walks up and starts playing because 
Fletcher tried to fuck him over. Yeah. And he's like, if you're going to fuck me, I'll bring you down with me or whatever happens. I don't yeah. care. But they're going to see. They're going to see what I am and yeah. who I am. Yeah, because he just starts playing and Fletcher's like, what the fuck are you doing? And and he just the th- the crazy thing about it is I think at that point, like at that specific moment, both of those characters earn each other's respect. I think finally. Yes. In that spot. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, Be- I'll cue you in because he starts drumming and Fletcher's running over, runs over to him. He's like, what are you doing? He's yelling over the drums. What are you? And this is all happening on stage. What are you doing? And he's yelling at him. Yeah. And Andrew just doesn't say a word. He just keeps drumming and he's they're bulldogging each other. Yeah, just they're locking mean eyes. Just yeah. mean mugging. Uh, and he's just like, I'll cue you in. Yeah. And then at that moment, you see Fletcher's face change and he's like. Okay. Yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah. And then, and then he goes, Hey, and the, and Fletcher turns around and he goes, fuck you. And, and then he just keeps playing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you see, it, this is a really cool scene because it's just, it's a couple of minutes of just drumming. And, and I feel like this is, this is the type of stuff that you're not going to see in a blockbuster movie. Like the quality of movie that this is, is fantastic. But mm-hmm. it's not something that's going to take mainstream appeal. I don't know why, but this this isn't the type of it's not that type of film because there are just maybe three or four minutes of just him drumming going back and forth with Fletcher and Andrew and Fletcher starting to like keep time. And then eventually uh, they they just lock eyes and then he just pulls the band in. Yeah. And once again, a real musician had to play this drum solo yeah. that he plays. It is the most incredible drum solo I've ever heard. Yeah, it's I, intense. It is so good. And it's just four minutes of him just just going off absolutely nuts. And for about two minutes he goes, and then he cues Fletcher in. And, and the whole time you see Fletcher's face like just lighting up, and he's just like breathing. He's like, he's like, yep, this is it. And his hand goes up to like, get ready to tell the band to go. And then at the perfect moment, yeah, he cues them in and they start playing along yeah. with Andrew and they play through, I'm assuming whiplash. Mm-hmm. They play through the song and then it comes kind of all dies down. But Andrew just keeps going, keeps going and just playing faster and faster. And it's insane. You can just feel everything building yeah. and then it slows down and it's just, he keeps slowing. It's like just hitting the snare just once. Doom. And then he starts, and comes back and goes back into his soloing for like two more minutes. Yeah. And they finally end. Like it all ends perfectly. And you have this moment you see in both their eyes where like they realize something amazing happened. Yeah. And it is, it is an interesting way to end that. Mm -hmm. Because that's how it ends. And then it cuts to black. Yeah. It ends with him finally getting the approval that he wanted and it ends with Fletcher finally getting what he wanted. If I, I can break down a person so much that I can mold them into the greatest thing there is. I don't know. It's the right way to end. There are some, I think it's in some ways unsatisfying. Do you intentionally? Yeah. Cause it's like he, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it just, it really it toes this line between all the events that transpired. Were they good or were they bad? Well, yeah. I mean, how do you feel about 
those type of situations or those type of people in general, not um, not Andrew, but Fletcher type of people, like the ones who push and push and push to the point that it's abusive, to the point that it's degrading. Where where are your thoughts on that? Because because Fletcher, when they are having a nice little talk at the coffee table, yeah, says the the two most damaging words in the human language are "good job." <laughs> yeah, I love. No, yeah, that's the scene where you really that really flips your perspective on him. Yeah, and makes you think like, God, he really is just trying to make something great. I think a hundred percent. That's what he was doing. Oh, yeah. And I think that he was being manipulative and morally gray. Absolutely. But I think it was all under the pretense of if I do this, this student will be great. Yeah. Like that was his driving factor. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of this movie is to make, I think, make you question like. Well, and that's what he values. You know, that's what Fletcher values. Even even when he make you question, like, is he a. Is he good or is he bad? I think he was just so fixated, uh, had such a singular mindset of where his worth is placed that he will do anything to get somebody to get to that point because that's greatness to him. When when he was talking about his student that died, he didn't say he was a great guy. He didn't say that a lot of people loved him. He said he played a great note. Yep. And he was... Uh, you know, first chair yeah. trumpet at some symphony. Yeah. Like that was very telling for me on where Fletcher places value. Yeah. And and I really do think that that was his motivation. I think that he definitely tried to screw uh, Andrew over at the end. Absolutely. No question there. Yeah. But when Andrew took the initiative on it, Fletcher just real quick. I think he, he just changed and he, he's like, you he know what? He just went with it. Yep. Because he's, he's like, like, I had written this kid off and he proved to me that he was the one. Yeah. 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 The whole movie, it is, it's challenging, I think. Yeah. I, I get why this doesn't have mass mass appeal because the characters aren't cut and dry. It's not a superhero movie where you have this is the good guy, yeah. this is the bad guy. And this is the plot line that follows through of them overcoming some big struggle. Yeah. It's... It, this movie goes back and forth between he's winning, he's losing. Uh, he loves this guy and wants to, you know, make him proud. He hates this guy because he's absolutely abusing him and and just destroying him emotionally. Mm-hmm. And it just it just goes back and forth constantly. And like I said, I don't think, like you said, it's a character study. Mm-hmm. I I don't think you're really supposed to come away from it with a feeling of this was good or this was bad. Yeah. It was just what it, what it was and what it was, was very interesting. Yeah. This is a movie where the journey is the story. Like there's the ending doesn't matter. And I think that that's why there wasn't a, a conclusion that was a nice resolution and it wrapped everything up in a bow. The ending doesn't matter in this. I think the, the crux of the movie is that journey that those two characters took. absolutely. Uh, Although I do like that they ended with the insane drum solo. Oh, yeah. All the music in this movie, we haven't even touched on that yet. It was so good. It's it's awesome. I'm not like a huge jazz guy. Yeah. But when I I hear it, I enjoy it. And all the music in this movie is just so good. So, So, yeah, back to this question. How do you feel about the that kind of mindset? Those type of characters. Do you feel like they have a place in society? Like characters I, that push so hard? 
Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, I've worked for people like that. Yeah. You know, I've had bosses like that and I respond to that. I genuinely, I think I'm probably more sympathetic to Fletch, the Fletcher character than probably most people would be. Yeah. Just because I'm somebody who I like being pushed. Yeah. You know what I mean, I've, I've had bosses like that who, who uh, won't just say good job. Like you have to genuinely earn it. And if you don't, or if you mess up, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna regret it. Mm -hmm. So I do. Yes. Yeah. The answer, the answer is yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I once again, a tried and proven method for the U S military and basically <laughs> every military in the world. I mean, I, I definitely think that the, that it has its place in society. And I guess, I guess my question was, I don't know. It, it almost sucks that we have to have it. We have to, because, because without those type of people, I think it would be very tough to push us as a society and elevate us. You know, if we don't have people like that, we're, we're not as a society going to be elevated. Yeah, for sure. Um, or at least not nearly as quickly. So they definitely have their role. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting, uh, it's definitely, you know, how far can the human be pushed yeah. um, for, for whatever it is that they're trying to do. Yeah. But, this movie definitely explores that and, yeah, solid film, dude. Definitely solid film. So, I'm so glad you like. Yeah. I really, I thought you hated it first. I was like, fuck. Yeah. And I was watching. I was like, maybe Micah just doesn't like J.K. Simmons. Like oh he thought gosh. the character was too over the top or something. No, I I had a boss that was that way. The only difference was that I didn't respect them um, at all. They were just not a good person to work for. Yeah. But silver lining, in my trade, I became much better. Like. Yeah. Just my work ethic skyrocketed. Um, my technical capabilities skyrocketed under under that um, harsh environment. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, it made me a better worker. Um, it made me a better artist, made me a better designer. And when I left that place, I, I was genuinely a better person than when I started working there. So I think I think it has value. Yeah. Perhaps maybe that's part of the movie, too. It's like showing that, like. You know, you can't always live in a kid's glove world. Yeah. You know? So um, we're, we're probably at the time that we should start rating it. Yeah. Um, uh, what do we what do we want to do? On a scale of one to ten, a one to ten piece jazz band. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> a one piece jazz band would be tough, but I don't think we're in that that'd be like a so. That'd be like a blues, man. <laughs> Um, One of those guys who has like a, a harmonica and a guitar and then like a drum strapped to his back. Yeah. A one man band. He's got the cymbals in between his knees. Yes. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say 10 out of 10. Like this. This movie was awesome. There was nothing in it that I could really find as a fault. I think it was well written. I think it was well directed. I thought the actors were amazing mm -hmm. i thought that the music was great it wasn't so long that it was it felt drawn out but it was long enough to have weight it was just a it was a character study so you gotta like character studies for sure this is not a guns blazing action or um like super comedic film um it it's a little bit slower paced but it's intense yeah. and and i think that the performances on everybody involved in this was great just absolutely great. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, for me, 10 out of 10. 
Like I said, I love this movie. I was very excited to recommend it when you hadn't seen it. Nail on the head. Also, awesome music. The craziest drum solo you've ever seen. Dude, yeah. Great recommendation. Uh, I would definitely say you guys should watch this movie, if you haven't already. I mean, we we talked about the whole thing. <laughs> we just explained but... <laughs> it. We described the whole thing, so. But it's definitely worth your time Actually, watching. Even though we just described it, still go watch it, because we can't even come close to doing justice to that actual acting in it or all just all the insane dialogue from jk simmons when yeah. he's going off on these kids just watch it and just take some of his lines to make fun of people with because <laughs> i mean yeah he is roasting he, people all day every day in this movie he really is he's intense he's intense yeah um cool man yeah that was a great recommendation uh so whiplash you should check it out and let us know what you think about it were we right were we wrong uh, probably not, but let us know. I mean, you, you might know, hate if it. You, if you think we are wrong, keep it to yourself, because... <laughs> uh, no, no, if, we, if we're wrong, I want to I know, because I like to argue. So, <laughs> and I will do it. I had a three-day argument yeah. Yeah, over you know, Moana if you on think Facebook, you... folks. <laughs> that's a true story. Yeah, that sounds about right for you. But yeah, no, I agree. If you don't like this movie, let us know, and I'll light you up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next week, what are we? Uh, what are you giving me? We're gonna we're gonna keep the music theme running, except we're just gonna do music and not a movie about music. Um, we're gonna take a little bit of a left turn because we've never really touched on country music. Okay. Right? Yeah, country music, Thor. Now, when I say country, I mean country music. This isn't like Toby Keith Red Solo Cup country. This isn't like a couple of pop boys decide to put Tim McGraw in for a cameo. This is like in the middle of the woods, they're probably having a cookout and the only thing that they're cooking out is the deer that they just killed with a bow and arrow. <laughs> right? All right. Like you're, ta- you're speaking my language. Yeah, they're riding off into the sunset with a with a guitar and a mandolin. All right. This is um country and southern rock type of style but these guys it's authentic country so it's a band called the steel woods s-t-e-e-l woods um i saw them live at the grand Ole opry in tennessee and i was hooked ever since nice okay right on yeah so um i made a playlist they have three albums out right now um there's a playlist on spotify i even named it and put the cover of uh the episode as the cover of the album or of the playlist on Spotify. So it's get wrecked hyphen the steel woods. If you want to look it up, um, that's what I'm giving to Thor. Yeah. And we'll put a link, uh, in this episode description, as well as that episode. We'll make sure to put the link in that one. Sure. As well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that you're going to enjoy it. Uh, I mean, but, everything, but we'll yeah, everything you said, that sounds right up my alley. Cool. So cool. 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 All right. Well, um, next week we're getting into the Steel Woods. You should take a listen to them. Even if you don't listen to the specific playlist that I play, they have three albums out. You can listen to them on YouTube. You can listen to them on Spotify. They're everywhere. Yeah, you know where to find music. Yeah. yeah. You can find a podcast. You can find this podcast. You can find yeah, I'm the, sure Steel, they're on, the Steel Woods. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure they're on LimeWire. Uh, I'm sure they're on <laughs> Kazaa. Kazaa. Uh, Napster. I'm sure they're on all those. So, you know, just, just get them. Yeah, load up your old Napster and... <laughs> get your kazaa account oh. um, alright so next week the steel woods until then though as always you get wrecked folks stay wrecked yeah Good night, everybody yeah.